Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. Do-do-do. Welcome to the Next Reel Saturday Matinee, our weekly show where the Next Reel team gets together to talk about news, reviews, new trailers, and the hotly debated weekly list challenge. I'm Mandy Kaplan, and I'm so excited to be back after our summer hiatus with 
Chrissy Lenz. Hello. I, too, am excited and ready for some hotly debating. (laughs) That could be my stripper name. And we are also joined today by the handsome and talented Tommy Metz. Hooray. It is wonderful to be here uh, for the second week in a row. Yay. (laughs) Yeah, we did this together last week. We did this last time, too. Yeah. Yeah. And basically, Uh, we just bad-mouthed Chrissy the whole time. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has that has that episode dropped or? <laughs> and it now was this an is awkward. Classic, yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so first, I would like to know what you guys have been watching and ingesting this week. There's so much. Well, I definitely um, have watched everything that y'all talked about last week. So Sandman watched it, loved it. Blackbird watched it, loved it. And yep. then I guess I needed a break from new content. So I've just been watching old law and order like uh. season 15, 16, which is like right a- after nine eleven. 11. It's w- weird. Um, so no Jerry Orbach. It's post Jerry oh, Orbach. Is this law and order yeah. plane? <laughs> yeah. Law, law and order original wow. recipe. <laughs> no, not no with chai. <laughs> it's, wow. it's the Dennis Farina is like the core detective. Oh. Um, and then, of course, Sam Watterson is always there. Has he ever uh-huh. not been there? Um, and so I'm a big law and order fan. Um, and I'm pretty excited for the new when it all premieres in the fall. They're going to do like some sort of mega crossover with uh, the SVU team and the original recipe team and the and Wiggles. Whatever. And no, which is, which wiggles. one is the Wiggles? No, and the Wiggles. Yes, for yeah. Me. I was trying to bring in the Australia. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I'm excited about that. I have never seen. An episode of Law and Order. How did Any you avoid them? it? Wow. I'm a talented person. Every Seriously? actor has been on at least one of them. Yes. When friends it's... are on it, I've seen their scenes. Like I've okay. mm-hmm. but I'm just like fast forward, fast forward, body in the alley, got it, got it. Oh, my friend did it. Oh, okay. Oh, that's <laughs> you it's know? always fun when your friend did it. Like that's yep. that's a real exciting win. Yeah. My friends and I in college created a Law and Order SVU drinking game, <gasps> which only now I'm realizing is an incredibly dark conceit. But we had all of the tropes. Of course, every time the gavel hits, the dunk dunk. Every time someone joins a conversation with not being able to have heard what's going on, they'll walk in, they'll be like, well, you're probably going to want to take a look at this then. And you're uh-huh. like, you were in the elevator. How did you know what we were talking about? <laughs> and all of, we just had like a list of 20 rules and we would get S-faced. Uh, uh, have, yeah. you, have you guys ever heard John Mulaney's routine about it it's it's, perfection it's absolute yes the bartenders always remember every single detail of everything that's ever happened in their bar and nobody can stop stacking dog food or whatever (laughs) it is guy unloading crates (laughs) (laughs) nobody has time for the cops (laughs) oh i love it i know if i'm ever talking to a cop which is luckily very rare i am not multitasking (laughs) i know it's like like, officer yeah Yeah, exactly um but there's this so the dennis farina character has this bit that he does in every episode where he's like uh uh it's okay we're authorized that's what he says to the people who 
aren't should not be giving him this information. It'll be like a school <laughs> secretary who's like, well, I don't know. I should may I you should you should definitely show me a subpoena before I give you all of our children's medical records. And then he goes, no, it's okay. We're authorized. And the huh. people inevitably like go, trick? yeah, or it's like his like that. That's fun. You, I am authorized. I'm doing the Jedi mind trick for you, podcast yes. listeners. Uh, yeah. And then they just give him whatever information he is he's out there asking for. They sure do. <laughs> he seems like um, someone that would be authorized. Right. He's really got just an authorized general. like air about him. I mean, I yep. would give him whatever medical records he was looking for. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's like <laughs> the early aughts. So it, they're all like ripped from the headlines of the year yep. 2001. So mm. pretty fun. Tommy, what have you been watching? A lot of the same stuff. I did watch and loved Sandman. I was really, really happy with it. Um, and it was really sort of a hit parade of the biggest stories from the first two uh, graphic novels from mm. what I could tell. So that was really exciting. And I saw Blackbird because I got three free months of Apple time. And I thought that was really cool. That was scratching an itch I didn't know was there. And then I went and saw the movie that I offered up that horrific trailer for last time where it's just called Fall. And it's just about two women on the top of the tallest TV tower and the ladder falls off and they're stuck. And it is tantacular. It is not terribly good, but it's pretty well acted. And I was alone in the theater giggling. And like hiding my face, and I think I lost two pounds <laughs> just from wow. like clenching whatever because it's a lot of okay, 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 go. And I'm every time, even like ten minutes in, they're not going to just fall. But I'm like, why? Uh, so I thought it was really a lot of fun. It was a good big screen kind of dumb but well acted single focus kind of thing. So I liked it. Oh, I love dumb but well acted. Mm-hmm. The story of my life. Uh, <laughs> I. Did, in fact, watch She-Hulk. Did either one of you check that out? I don't have Disney. How did it turn out? Because I know that you were so excited for it. I am less excited about it. It was very... I mean, the first episode was very typical Marvel, like with the training sequences. And it just was, you know, so I want to watch another one and see if it gets her into the real world and into the courtroom. And does Mm -hmm. it? Chrissy, did you watch more than the first? No, no. Um, And I I didn't get to see all of the first one. I've only seen that one, like, scene that everybody's talking about uh, where she is talking with Bruce about how, like, you know, she as a woman has always controlled her anger and has to keep Mm -hmm. it on the inside. And that's why it's easier for her. um, Because there's been, like, people either love that or hate (laughs) it. It's yeah. a bit on the nose, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, so I haven't gotten to see the whole thing. But I, I do think that they Marvel has a tendency to assume that you're there for them and that you will take whatever content they're serving you however they like to serve it. So they'll take their time getting into something. Uh, WandaVision, which is great, takes three whole episodes before you're like, I see what they're doing. Okay, right. I see what's happening. But um, WandaVision grabbed me from the beginning as a non-Marvel oh. person. I was intrigued. I didn't quite see what they me were too. doing yet. But Once I was they started just, showing things and it got less sitcom-y, I started to lose interest because I didn't know what was too, going Tommy. on. Me too, Tommy. Me too. Oh, kindred spirit. Yeah, I just <laughs> loved the whole, oh, I get it now. They're in the 70s. Oh, I get it. This is an, you know, an, uh, an imitation of... Uh, the Petries on Dick Van Dyke. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. loved it. And yeah. And then it got more superhero-y and I was like, meh. 
So yeah, I was opposite. I was like, okay, is this is each one going to be just like a send up of the tropes of the TV of this era, which I which I liked. I I love tropes of the TV of this era, uh, whatever era it is. I I love it. Um, but I was like, okay, but why? why all of this? And then when it started to get into like, oh, but there's a mystery. I'm like, yay, mystery. I Like, why couldn't they have had an episode where they're, it's an, it's a law and order. It's got, like, there's some sort of procedural <laughs> crime that happens. That would be right, right in my wheelhouse. Um, but yeah, right. so I, I think that they will check the boxes that they need to check with the first few episodes. And then they'll start telling stories that are just uh just you you get it now you know who she is let's just let her live in her world that's my guess okay well if that doesn't happen i'm gonna come exact my revenge on you very well fair (laughs) Uh, well yes Uh, as as two women we have to fight at some point right yeah yeah (laughs) um speaking of fighting women i started bad sisters which i believe is on apple that's the sharon horgan show what's that Who's that? Um, Sharon Horgan is from, oh my God, Rob Delaney's show. What what the hell is that called? Oh, um, Stubborn. Nope. Disaster. Nope. Okay. Rob Delaney. Oh boy. Uh, let's put the research department on it. I can't Unstoppable. believe I'm blanking. No, that was about a trade. Dis- <laughs> um, catastrophe. She- catastrophe. Thank you. She is an Irish actress, writer, brilliant performer. And this is... A very, very typical story, but just well-acted, well-crafted. What You know, it's just like one of these sisters has a, a nasty husband. He dies. And turns out all the sisters did it. And they reveal that pretty oh. up top. So I'm not spoiling anything. Um, yeah, so we started watching that, and I adore her. We finished Only Murders in the Building, and I'm sad it's over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's appointment television in this house. I love it so much. Um, yeah, I can't get enough of, of that trio. And yeah. I, I heard they're making another season. I mm-hmm. had heard originally that they were going to do two and, and then be done. But uh, I read that they're doing another one. And I can't remember who, but someone really, char- oh, Paul Rudd mm-hmm. is right. going to be in the next season. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, they put that right in the end of the second. They gave us oh, a flash yay. forward. So I'm not there yet. Yeah. <laughs> And then I uh, I saw Vengeance in the theater, which is B.J. Novak's film, um, which I Tommy had told me he chose as a trailer on SatMap, which I didn't know. So I'm just following Tommy's orders. Yay! <laughs> um, did you guys watch the extra episodes of Sandman that dropped secretly? I haven't yet. Are they both um, animated? I... Uh, I'm not sure it's a two part thing. So I wasn't sure if it was one episode or two episodes. All I know is that it, it's about cats. Yeah. The first one is just this like one timer short story that he wrote and won a bunch of awards for. It's about what cats are dreaming about when they're sleeping. Ooh. And then this Aww. other one, Calliope, is about someone that captures a muse in order to. And so it's one's really lighthearted, one's kind of dark. Uh, but I have not seen them yet. But I watched all the rest. Yeah, that was kind of a fun surprise mm-hmm. to drop. All right. Well, thank you, Neil Gaiman. Did I get mm-hmm. that right? Is that who that is? Yep. Sure. Thank you, indeed. <laughs> uh, 
let's talk trailers. Let's see what we're looking forward to seeing or not seeing based on these trailers. Chrissy, you are up first and last. Yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Chrissy had two entries, but I'm not going to allow it. Uh, very good. Very good. So, Overruled. Uh, the, I, entry I went with, the entry I decided on in the end uh, was something where I, I felt I needed to like bring a little bit of like heartwarming optimism to our trailer extravaganza uh, with Welcome to Wrexham, the a documentary about the story of uh, Ryan Reynolds and Rob Rack, Mac, I always say it wrong. Rob McElhenney, yep. uh, who buy a small football club in Wrexham. And uh, it's sort of like almost like a Ted Lasso situation where they're kind of like just going to be part of this town and learn about the town and the history of their club and, and try and like reinvigorate it with, you know, because of course they're bringing like all this Hollywood madness to the table. Um, so I'm really excited to watch that on Hulu. I've got with me Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney, the new owners of Wrexham AFC. What was the connection between you and Wrexham Football Club? We had no direct connection. It was just a feeling. What me and my dad thought was because Wrexham's red, Deadpool's red. That's the real reason. Sorry. <laughs> I think the biggest challenge is a community looking around going, what are these two guys doing here? Welcome to Wrexham. Only fools rush in. Is that the gym? It will be the gym. Wow. Yes, these will work. Wrexham is a town that battles against odds constantly. But the thing that we love more than anything is the football club. It's an underdog story. And it's about interconnectivity between the club and the community. Football's more than a game. It's not life and death. It's more important than that. You're watching those games with your kids and your father, your mother, but I don't remember any specific game. I just remember I just remember watching my dad. If they're successful, it will be the biggest day in the history of the town. Yeah, I heard uh, Ryan Reynolds on Smartless talking about this and Rob McElhenney, actually. They both went on to promote this. And uh, nothing about it appeals to me. Oh, it just <laughs> not even doesn't them. have like they yeah. appeal to me so much. I like both of them. I find them very charming and I want to be friends with them. Right. I mean, Ryan Reynolds is undeniably charming. Mm. Uh, I don't know Rob McElhenney. I'm not a sunny in Philadelphia person, but I just. Um, because it's so Ted Lasso, but just the doc version of it, I it makes me roll my eyes. I'm like, well, no. this is you couldn't come up with something more original. Like it just, I don't know. Well, they really did it though. Like, and I think that I mean, it. Like, I don't think it has any like real life ties to 
like the content of Ted Lasso. Um, it does come out on the 31st. So okay. in the time very machine soon. of this, very, very soon. Um, do you, do you like Ted Lasso, Mandy? I love Ted Lasso. Yeah. Okay. Just too similar for you, you think? Yeah. Hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm very anti reboot, anti spinoff, like come up with a new idea, please. Mm-hmm. I just, I love new ideas. And yes, we've seen Ted Lasso. We've seen a fish out of water and we've seen a coach, but that had such a, a fresh approach and the, the heart is so, strong. I really love Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want to see somebody go, well, let's just do Ted Lasso for real. That just... That's so funny. Like, I, I uh, of course, like, totally see what you're saying, but, like, feel the opposite. Because when I watch Ted Lasso, I'm like, oh, now I need to watch soccer, I guess. I need to figure <laughs> out how to watch soccer. Um, mm-hmm. So this for me was like, oh, okay. I, they will help me <laughs> learn to watch soccer by getting to see this, like, little piece of them like bringing the po- positivity and and like uh, you know reinvigorating this team and i i like i think like Ryan Reynolds at least just persona or the way that he seems to me is kind of like a Ted Lasco-us person where he's just like brings a lot of positivity and um uh, to the table even if it's in a like snarky Deadpool like persona yeah. not um, when i dated him but Oh, that's that's a story for a different episode. Don't worry about it. Um, So I'm excited. And I was like really moved by uh, by the trailer. So it was cry number one from trailers for me this week. I've seen a different trailer that upped some of the stakes more (gasps) that they're saying like they're they're very honest in their worries of if we screw this up, it's going to seem like two Hollywood idiots coming in and messing everything up. So I like that too. I like your trailer, but I like the fact that they seem very Mm self-aware that at the end, when it goes to the title of that other trailer, it's just Rob McElhenney repeating, we're not going to screw it up. We're not going to screw it up. We're not going to screw it up. (laughs) Almost like a mantra. So I like that too. I think that's neat. I'm looking forward to it primarily because I like both of them so much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad. I'm glad that it's going to exist and I hope it goes somewhere. The cheese stands alone. That's okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, What did you bring to the table, Tommy? (laughs) I fired this one right up the middle. I think straight into your lap, Mandy. Uh, (laughs) A lot of times I feel like sometimes you are left wanting for certain trailers like the one we just watched. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I bring you (laughs) daddies. (laughs) (laughs) People see a cat dad and they're like, oh, you must be weird and creepy and I feel like we're getting to a point where it's going to be okay to be like, yeah, I have cats. One of my good friends in college asked this group of male friends, what do you guys think if I got a couple cats? Definitely the reaction was like, no, man, you can't do that. Men have always loved cats. Some of those old stereotypes that are fading away. We started an Instagram on it. There was some media interest. They want to know who owns this cat. You know, where does this cat come from? The bigger we got online, the more people started reaching out to us and wanting to meet us. It wasn't going to be that I need to train him. He kind of came out of the box as an adventure cat. I had no idea of her love for cats. She came over, that was it. I was like, keep doing your thing, Toodles, good boy. When you punch in in the morning, you don't know what you're about to run into. 
probably have a hard time getting the guys to admit flame helps, but it's proven that even just petting an animal can bring your blood pressure down. I definitely feel a sense of purpose in this work. The immediate gratification of taking a cat off the street. Being homeless almost two years, it's hard. Lucky first and foremost has become his family. That little creature just saved my life. I am 100% not going to watch this movie ever. Uh, I am not a cat daddy, nor do I care for the phrase cat daddies, but it's about men. And I guess it seems to be that they're like, they're getting over the, um, what's it called? The, the stigma. Stereotype? Stigma. Thank you. The cat daddy stigma. And so it's a bunch of men with beards and their cats are walking all over them. And it just seems very, very charming and very cute. And I know you're an enormous cat person. Mandy, are you, Chrissy? I can't have cats because my husband and children are terribly allergic, but I, I oh, do love too. cats. In, a, in an alternate universe, I have cats, but in this world, I have chihuahuas. Well, in cat an alternate cat. universe, you are a cat daddy. <laughs> yes. I mean, let's shoot for the stars. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so cat daddies, uh, it looks ridiculous. It looks like a Hallmark something, and uh, I kind of don't believe it will ever come out because it looks like the type of movie that is on in the background of another movie. Mm-hmm. Like it looks like something that would have been on like 30 Rock in the background or something like that. Starring Tracy oh, Jordan. I really like that description. Yeah. Uh, but if you are interested, sorry, I should have this up and I do not. Uh, it's a documentary feature that is playing at film festivals right now, it turns out. And so I don't think we know exactly when it's going to be available for us, but uh, stick here, folks. I will have, oh, coming to select theaters in New York and L.A. in late October. So good luck, Cat Daddies. Yeah. Uh, shockingly, I'm not going to see this movie either. The The trailer really? was enough. Yeah. yeah. I think you got cute it. cats sure. and cute guys. And I, you know, I was like, am I allowed to say porn on tap, Matt? I was like, oh, Tommy tried to find kitty porn for me. Like. Actual porn uh, with because I am a huge crazy cat lady. And uh, but it's just we I saw enough, you know, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it's cute. And I am guilty of watching cat videos on the dodo. And I will watch a cat on a motorcycle or a bicycle with a dude anytime. But <laughs> but just in little tiny chunks. I only watch the first two minutes of dodo videos. Is that weird? <laughs> as soon as they get the emaciated uh, animal in their car, I'm like, I'm good. Oh, no, I have to see. I fast forward. I got to see how that animal turns out. Of course. Of course. Oh. It's like watching just the first seven minutes of Up. What kind of a sociopath <laughs> would I be? <laughs> I've never made it past seven minutes. I can't even handle the first seven. Yeah. Ooh. Mine, I hope, is a real crowd pleaser. Uh, I have been looking forward to this movie for a very long time. It is written, co-written, and starring Billy Eichner. And I know he's an acquired taste, but he's also a fine actor for anyone who's only seen Billy on the street. That is not what he does. He's actually a really great actor, actually a very good singer. And oh, this, I didn't know he was a singer. That's fun. Mm-hmm. And this is his film, Bros. Hey guys, it's Bobby Lieber coming to you from the future home of the LGBTQ Museum. Everyone is really excited and totally getting along. 
This happens to be Bisexual Awareness Week, and no one has acknowledged it! Lesbian History Month was in March! Nobody said a goddamn thing! Of course! Lesbians get a month, and we get a week. So what's happening? Didn't you guys have an announcement? This is a little unexpected, but we are in a thruple situation. Yeah. You're in a thruple? Let me tell you what's progressive now. Being alone. I love my life. I love my freedom. I love my independence. That's kind of sad. That I don't want to be in a thruple? I don't even want to be in a couple. Bobby, I had sex with that 65-year-old. Jesus, he's ripped. I know. It's like they injected steroids into Dumbledore. Oh, my God. That's Aaron. He's very hot. Gay guys are so stupid. I know. But we've been smart enough to brand ourselves as being smart. It's our little secret. You met a guy? I don't think I'm his type. He's like gay Tom Brady. What are you into? One of these ripped idiots with no opinions? No, I like someone who's physically very frail and won't stop talking. And I bet he's as intimidated by you as you are by him. I'm down for whatever. Yeah, I can do whenever and I can do whatever. Cool. Whatever, whenever. GIF of Michael Scott dancing. Office GIF? This person isn't gay. It's rare that I laugh at a trailer, especially a trailer I've seen before. But it tickles me. The dialogue is funny. And I think that the, these characters and these writers can get away with the kind of... uh criticism of the gay world that they're going to unleash it's very self-aware it's very you know that opening scene with like lesbians get a whole month and bisexuals only get this and well straight people had a good run i just think these jokes are we're, the world is ready and these are the right people to tell them and the romance looks sweet and the guy looks so cute uh dreamy right and <laughs> yep. so i i I'm very, very excited, and I suffered over the summer through a different gay rom-com called Fire Island that I cannot I recommend. Um, did you like it? I thought it was pleasant. I, I liked that it existed, and I like yeah. Bowen Yang well, a lot. Sure. Yeah. And the other well, guy Well, he's in this is... one, too. He's <laughs> yep. in this one. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I, I liked the idea of it more than I liked actually it. It felt a yes. little bit underdone. And that main comedian, sort of the lead that's not Kim Joel Yang, Booster. Joel Kim yeah, Booster. Yeah, I think he's really funny, but he's not a good actor, not an actor. Yeah. And so that that was a problem with the movie. But yeah, I like that we are having these movies now. Yes. And this feels yeah. like it'll solve all the problems of that. This feels like it's done right, and I cannot wait. It is in theaters on September 30th, and I will be there that day if I have anything to say about it. <laughs> right behind Cat Daddies. I bet Billy Eichner's a cat daddy. I also like that we are getting away from the, not that there was a problem with it, but the love Simons, the love Arthurs, that we're bringing a biting sensibility and satirical and like doing stuff like Fire Island was instead of just really young people coming out to no conflict <laughs> at right. all, which is what happened, which I was always a little right. bit like in Love, Simon. I was like, oh, so he was like depressed because why? So yeah. I am excited for this very much. I feel like I've been hearing about it for a really long time. Right. I, I have yeah. never heard of this. How is it? Like, I, I haven't heard of it. I haven't seen the trailer. So when I turned it on to watch it, I was just like so happy. And I was just like, <laughs> what is this brilliant, beautiful thing? And and uh, th so thank you, Mandy, for bringing it to my attention. I will absolutely be there with bells on opening day. 
Um, my daughter is 16 and she is huge, like LGBT, uh, QIA plus everything activist. She started a rainbow alliance at her school and awesome. um, it is so important to her, like, and so exciting to her whenever she sees a representation that is, um, allowed to be funny, silly. It doesn't have to have be like, well, here we give you gay you know and yeah. it's, it's just something that's part of the world that they get to live in and so to see all the goofy like rom-com tropes uh mm-hmm. and and to have it finally be like uh you know happening between uh two men is so lovely and i bet it's I, I laugh too at the trailer i think it's gonna be hilarious i love billy eichner i like fell in love with him in parks and rec and mm-hmm. uh, love Billy on the street. So I, I just can't wait. And I, I definitely like teared up and cried a little bit just from like, look at the movie that they're making. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. Billy Actor. Yes. Yeah. Oh, good. Wait, did I win trailers? You I'm did. Just I'm just I kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get to play the game, so I need to win something because sure. I'm a brat. So there it is. Um, well, before we get to our game, which I'm nervous about, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stall. I'm gonna oh. maybe we'll run out of time. I'm a little nervous. No, uh, but I would like to know what you guys would like to tell everybody about. What are you doing out there in the world that people can check you out outside of Sapmat? Ooh, um, I am uh, doing the most excellent '80s movies podcast, uh, which is a bi-weekly exploration of the movies from the '80s that we. I think we love or maybe even completely missed uh, and we rewatch them with our grown up eyes and see what we think of them now uh, we just finished a run of like really intense action movies like unintentionally it was like a whole lot of action movies right in a row um, like Delta Force The Terminator uh, Predator just a lot of machine guns right in a row um, and then I about Delta Force. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a rough one. Yeah, that's when I had missed and woof. <laughs> it is uh, the opposite of Cat Daddy. It's very much. Um, and then we took a sharp left turn into the natural. We're going to do some baseball movies. Oh, cool. Um, Bull Durham. Bull Durham. Love, or at least I remember loving it. Right. <sighs> so is it, it still good? Up. Yeah. We'll find yeah. Yeah. Out. <laughs> All right. Tommy, what's going on in your world? Two things. Pete and I have started recording season seven, finally, of What's That Smell? A sometimes funny podcast about humans and their anxieties. We are banking some episodes, you know, so we can get out ahead, but we don't. We're actually, we have three done and we realize we're way too far ahead of it. So we're going to be making the trailer this next week and then we will... Start. And members, if you want to become a Panic Pal, you can go to whatsthatsmell.net and become a Panic Pal today. Get a whole bunch of stuff that we're making up. And then I am very proud to say that the I made a horror film, my sh- first short horror film called Static. And we recently found out that we have been accepted into our first festival. We're Yay! one for one. We are in Los Angeles Scream Fest, which is a very prestigious horror, That's but awesome. very prestigious one. It shows uh, all the films are shown at the whatever the Chinese man's theater is called now. Grauman's. Yeah. It's not wow. called that anymore. Uh, so yeah, so that'll be in October and now we're just sitting and waiting to hear from other festivals. So good luck us. But so far, it's very exciting. Well, congratulations. I can't wait. I hope I can be there. And Thank you. 
And then I hope that Mandy and I can talk all about it on The Mand Cave, my podcast, hosted Fun. by two best friends with nothing in common except their first names. Um, new episodes come out every Monday. Right, It's a true story podcast. We love doing it. We just came back and we did talk about vengeance. Uh, so if you are curious about that BJ Novak film, that episode is coming out next week. And I have my 34th edition of Miscast Right Singer Wrong Song happening in North Hollywood on Sunday, September 25th, benefiting, as always, Project Angel Food. Um, and tickets are at Eventbrite, and it's just hilarious and also featuring Tommy Metz. Hey, Cat Daddy! I'm going to stop <laughs> Yeah. And uh, it's for charity, and it's hilarious, and it's just my pride and joy. So if anybody's in the Los Angeles area, Sunday, September 25th, tickets at Eventbrite. It's called Miscast. I am done. I am ready to play a game. All right. Now, if we were in person... I would lean over and kiss you awkwardly every time I was waiting for an answer. So that would make me Richard Dawson, anyone? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You need a tiny, long, thin microphone. Keep it clean, Chrissy. We are playing The Family Feud. Okay, so here's how this is going to work. I hope. I will... You guys will do that thing where you're up at the podium and one of your hands is behind your back. Okay. Let me see it. And then your other hand is going to raise up and whoever's hand oh. I see first is is I'm going to call on to answer. Okay. It is movies and TV and pop culture. Yeah. The, the themes. I will give you the topic. You said we were buzzing in with hands or buzzing in with names. You said hands. You hand up. Or, well, I guess for odd, no, no, no. For uh, for listeners, you should say your name. Okay. I think that's maybe. I agree. Yes. Okay. And I will try and keep score, but that's not going to go very well because it's math. No. All righty. Uh, top six answers on the board. Mm. Please name a top sitcom of the 2000s. Chrissy? Chrissy, go for it. That 70s show? Eh. <laughs> Is that from the sorry. 90s? Yeah, sorry for my sound oh. effects. Tommy. The Big Bang the Theory? <gasps> Number one answer. Ding, 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 oh! ding, 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 ding. Tommy, let's see if you can run the board. I Good cannot. Uh, you- the 2000s. I don't. Um, let's see. <coughs> Sitcoms, eh? Get ready with that steel, Chrissy. I'm fairly sure this is going to go up in flames pretty fast. All of the 2000s. Or do you 2000s. mean 2000s? Like- Tommy, I'm just reading off a thing. Name a top sitcom from the 2000s. Copy that. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say. <laughs> I don't really watch sitcoms. I can't think of anything. I'm going to say. Will and Grace. <laughs> yep. You get Fair two enough. more strikes. Okay. Oh, I. It's all you, you Tommy. Going? That's how the feud um, works. Now I'm going to go it. to. Over here and kiss you and say, name a sitcom <laughs> yep. of the 2000s. Um, I, I'm going to say thousands. That was 20, so we'll say 22 years ago. These are all very well-known, like nothing esoteric or, yeah. Of course. Um, Mom. 
Oh, that was was the one I had in my pocket. Really? Yeah, that was Uh, the only one I can think of. Then now I'm going to say Law and Order SVU. I got nothing else. (laughs) So that's my third strike. Wow, three strikes. Chrissy, can you steal it? Two and a half men? Ding, 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 ding. Of course. I was like, what did Chuck Lorre make? That's all I could think of. Oh, of course. That's right. (laughs) Oh, and I have a John Cryer thing coming up later. I'm a dumb. Chrissy wins that round. The other answers were, and I feel like I need a lot of people here to shout them out with me. Yep. Uh, And I lied. Some of them are obscure. Friends. Oops. Oh, that was That that was still on in 2000? Okay. Yep. Okay. How I Met Your Mother. Oops. Yep. Uh, the Office. What? <laughs> and oh. all of one of my personal thought. favorites of all times, Scrubs. Scrubs. Oh. I love Scrubs. I was really obsessed with Scrubs. Okay. Yes. I'm not good. That's a like lost period of time for me. The I guess me too. Sounds like yeah. we need to delve into that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Round two. Round one went to Chrissy. Okay. Round okay. two is top. Seven answers on the board. Say your name when you want to chime in. Name a Disney movie that has been remade. Tommy. Go, Tommy. Beauty and the Beast. Ding, 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 ding. Number five. Now you got to keep naming them. Sequels aren't a remake, right? Okay, got it. Um, The Lion King. Ding, ding, ding. Number one. Ah! Jungle Book. Featuring, featuring the lovely oh. voice of B- Billy Eichner. In oh, line. oh, who was he? Was he the meerkat? Yeah. Right? Uh, uh, Timon? Timon and Pumbaa. He and Seth Rogen. I forget which one was which. But he can say. Okay. Uh, you named another one that is on the list. Could you say it again, please? Jungle Book, please. Ding, ding, ding. Um, Number four. Did I already say Beauty and the Beast? You did. Then instead, I'm going to say... You. I'm sorry, you're going to run out of time. You're going to run out of time. I know I will. That's what happened on the show. Okay. You ran out of time, but but you have two more strikes. Oh. So do you have any other answers? Oh, I see. I just ran out of one thing. Okay, got it. Yes. So, well, of course, it's not the Aristocats, but it is. (laughs) Hey, that counts as a guess, and I don't don't like the way that you tried to sneak that in there. Of course, it's not the Aristocats. No one has seen the Aristocats. Jazz okay. cats? Mm, that's, no. Uh, uh, that's another strike. I'm sorry. I don't care for that. Oh, my goodness. You're ruling yeah. with an iron feud. All right. I am. I'm going to... <laughs> then I'm going to rack my brains real quick and say... No. Snow White? Uh, Chrissy, do you have one? Aladdin? Ding, 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 oh, ding, ding. Yeah. Number two. Everybody so, loved Will Smith in that, right? It was universally beloved, I think. <laughs> uh, so now that means that, wait, Chrissy has won both, right? I, I guess. Stole, I stole both. You Tommy stole did both. The hard work, and then I just snuck in and pulled it out from under. Yeah, right. I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to do one more round, and I'm going to randomly decide this is winner take all. Just to keep it fun. Okay. Oh, fun. Keep the stakes high. Yeah. Now, again, I didn't make this list. (laughs) Name uh, top five answers on the board. Five answers. Name a top grossing movie of the 2000s. The 2000s? The 2000s, Mandy. (laughs) 
I, I just looked it up. Chrissy. I'm sorry. Chrissy. She's all that. Top what? grossing movie. Top grossing. I don't think you, I don't think you heard. Movie. I don't think you heard me. Top <laughs> grossing movie. People didn't love. Uh, she's top, on the, um, uh, top grossing. Chrissy. Yes, American Chrissy. Pie. Okay, Chrissy. Um, what? <laughs> you need to be thinking blockbuster, like worldwide phenomenon, top grossing movies. Tommy, do you have a guess? I do, but I'm afraid yeah. to go because then I end up having to do all the work and then I lose at the end. <laughs> Titanic. No, that, that was the 90s. That's from the no. 90s, 97. Yeah. I don't care for that. Um, um, who directed I have another that? one. I'm trying to give hints. Avatar. Yeah. Avatar. Avatar. Yes. Avatar. (laughs) She's all bad. Iron Man. One of the Iron Men. Oddly, no. See, I'm I'm really bad with putting places or putting things in certain time periods. I know when I graduated from high school, does that help? What do you think the top grossing trilogy, movie trilogy of all time is? Lord of the Rings. Yes. Now we I got number it. one and number two. What do we think ah, the number one? I'm on top of the Di- world. Disney animated movie is. Disney animated movie Toy is Story? Toy Story. Two, three, four. Mm, nope. No. No. It's not Cars, I, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't know you had uh, such hatred. Yeah. Uh, is it animated like CGI or like real animation? Are you allowed to tell us that? CGI. I mean, it's 2000s. Okay. So it's... the it's in- Fantasia. The Invisibles. That's not what their name is. The Incredibles? Incredibles. <laughs> nope. No good. The, yeah, no, this is not going well. Family Feud has crashed and burned. The, number three <laughs> is Finding Nemo. Oh. oh. I'll allow it. Okay. Number four... Shrek. I never would have thought that was one of the top uh, grossing movies. I would never have pulled that out. Yeah, I can't believe that beat She's All That. What? <laughs> <laughs> I thought and you were five, thinking of Shrek when you said She's All That. <laughs> number five, Pirates of the Caribbean. I can that hear the checks audience out. behind me like going, Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, you know how they always say it like, yeah. Shrek. And, and then they have opinions that they're, yeah. Okay. See, I think I thought, like I said, 2000s are a lost time because I would have put all of those. If you asked me what year those came out, I would have been guessing in the 2010s or just like editing them into a later in life. What were you doing in the 2000s? I mean, it sounds like you were... Mushrooms. Strung I was out. A ton yeah. Of movies. I was in college. I was at school. I was. <laughs> I went to the movies all the time. Like, when did the Harry Potter movies come out? I don't even know. Yeah. Answer the question. <laughs> That's just a. T- I'm not good at that. This was a wonderful game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Family Feud. I, I love Family Feud. Doing it in a certain time period. I am just. I've always been really bad about that, and it sounds like Chrissy's the same way. Twilight, Sorry, when did Twilight come out? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It's over now. We don't have to focus on it. We can all move on. Dun, 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 dun. It's all done. You know what isn't done is our lists. We still right. have lists to make. So nice. our assignment this time around was movies that take place in school. Right? 
Yes. Chrissy, mm-hmm. you are up first. Um, I am so excited for this list. As I was listening to you guys decide this on the last one, I was like, well, I've already got five. How will I narrow it down? Um, and I immediately decided to eliminate two of the ones that you talked about directly in hey, last you, Sat Matt. I appreciate the effort. Mart, yep. Um, this seems and- like a highly stealable potential. I'm nervous based on something you already said, Tommy, that you've got one of mine. Uh, but I, I do have backup. So I'm going to start with one of my top three favorite movies of all time, uh, which it absolutely holds up is a, a never ending delight to me. Uh, <laughs> and it is the story of two best friends who have to pass their final history report. And in order to do so, Luckily, they have the assistance of oh, a friend it. from the future right. and his magical <laughs> phone booth. I'm talking, of course, about Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. And it really it. does still hold up? I haven't seen I, it since. Yeah, uh, we just watched it. There's one three-letter F word, or maybe there's two three-letter F words, which, which really uh, are cringy. But other than that, it is the beauty of friendship. Yep. And... um. It, I, and it's so good. And it was all, uh, not all, but largely filmed here in the Tempe area in Arizona. Oh. And so uh, we, I just recently went to see it at a screening that they did at the Circle K because they are mm. tearing down that Circle K. Oh, so no. we went to see it projected on the outside wall of that Circle K. Uh, Why don't you chain screening. yourself to the Circle K so they won't tear it down? I, I tried, but then nobody knew when the Mongols oh. ruled China, so they kicked me oh. out. Fair enough. Excellent I choice. I like that movie. Rubble with that movie only because I am such a square. I was always... What's preternaturally mean? Like, before my time, I was very against the idea of when people would talk like this. Wait, that's not right. But like that surfer kind of accent. Oh, yeah, like, the Keanu Reeves. And like bogus and stuff. Whoa. I always thought that was so dumb. But I realized that's a deficiency in me. Like I'm voting for the squares in Holden Caulfield, <laughs> like in Catcher in the Rye. Like I'm just a company man. So I suck. <laughs> Um, yeah, like grunge was like a complete nightmare to me, and I was listening to Rick Astley at the time. The end. So, uh, but uh, but otherwise, did you like the? Did you see the third one? That yes, came I out did, and the, I okay. adored it. I loved it. Oh, really? Good. That's oh, good. Um, All right, Tommy, it, what you got? Uh, well, because I wonder if I'm going to be taking something because of something that I said. This is a movie that I can't imagine holds up terribly, but I was obsessed with it so much. So it might've been like a Beastmaster, Like it was always on something. Do you remember back in the days when Beastmaster was yeah. on every single day, every single mm-hmm. afternoon? Yep. Well, this one was one that I've probably seen 1800 times. It's a general, it's a tale as old as time, uh, biblical in nature where a stockbroker robs from the mob and is forced to hide out oh, in yeah. a high school. Hiding out starring John Cryer. He shaves his mustache and all of a sudden he's ducky. So I yeah. was always, I kind of really want to watch it again. The one part I remember is, nope, that's from a different movie. What movie is it where someone's smoking a, a cigarette in the hall and they have to go and- Grease 2. T- that's Grease 2? Grease 2. Mm-hmm. 
I'd like to say it's also in hiding out. I'm also going to say it's in hiding out. Okay, good. Okay. So hiding out. That is my number three. Fine. Did I, steal I never would have thought of it. No. Yeah. But oh, I, love good. That. I love that pick. I love that pick. Well, we weren't. Um, I know neither one of you is going to take my other two. And we weren't specific about it having to be high school. We just said school. So my first pick right. actually takes place on a college campus where a bunch of men in their 30s decide they want a fraternity so they can live in a house near the campus. And it is one of my favorite comedies of all time, Old School. Yay! That's Love fun. It. Great choice. Oh, God, that movie makes me laugh so hard. It makes me laugh so hard. It, it, when, the first time I saw it, I got a headache. I was like, oh, yeah. I got to go home. My head hurts. I love it's it. It's so quotable. <laughs> it's so, so funny. It's just so dumb. I mean, we quote it daily in our house. It's really a, a big hit. Not that Casey has seen it for the record. Stand down, you know, parents out there. He's 12. But, <laughs> um, but I love that movie. Chrissy. Excellent choice. What else Excellent you got? Choice. Thanks, thanks. <sighs> okay, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm 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 sort of sticking with a little bit of an '80s theme. Uh, another one of my maybe top ten favorite movies. I do believe it holds up, and uh, that there are things that you see upon further viewings that perhaps don't reveal themselves at first. Also highly quotable. And uh, also, Will, if you're not already deeply in love with Robin Williams, then you will be after Mm. Dead Poets Society. Captain, my captain. Captain, my captain. I love that movie. Good choice. A good one. And little little baby Ethan Hawke Mm -hmm. um, is so, so cute. Uh, Robert John Leonard. And it's just a really, really good cast. Really good Josh Charles. Yeah. Um, is Anthony Rapp in that one, or am I thinking yeah. of School Ties? He's both. In both. Wowie, I, go I, for it. Rapp. I believe he's in both. Um, but it might he's be probably a the different weasel in redheaded both. kid. <laughs> yeah. Okay. In Dead Poets Society, he's one hundred percent in the other one. But I think he's in Dead Poets Society. I, I love so that too. movie. Good mm-hmm. choice, Tommy. Me. Let's see. Do we want uncomfortable, scary, or sinful? <laughs> sinful for sure. <laughs> sinful for sure. Okay. This yes. is one that I saw uh, at some point. And I have this weird, it is legitimately not good, but just because someone just brought up the amazing Josh Charles, I would like to add to that mix Laura Flynn Boyle and the no notes Stephen Baldwin. This is threesome. Something that broke They're open. In school? What's that? The whole thing takes place in college. Oh, I've never seen it. Yeah. They're all through a happenstance. They all end up sharing a three bedroom dorm and Uh. refer to the title for the rest of it. Josh Charles is in love with Stephen Ball. Stephen Ball was in love with Laura Flynn Boyle. Laura Flynn Boyle is in love with Josh Charles. And around and around they go. And it also is the first movie of 90 that features that song. Um, shakala, wing the body. I don't know what that (laughs) song is, but do you remember the period of time where it was Every second of every moment, yes, they do an entire I, uh, montage. I only want to hear you sing it. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> so threesome. That is my second one. Thank you very much. Excellent choice. Um, I am going back to my brand of <laughs> musicals and ridiculous uh, 
high school things that I have watched with Casey or ridiculous things I've watched with Casey. And I'm a massive fan of this series on Disney, series of movies called The Descendants that all take place in a magical high school where the children of all the princes and princesses go mm-hmm. and then they bring in the bad kids from the other aisle from the aisle and craziness ensues and i could watch these movies over and over and it was a sad day when casey said to me no i think i'm over those <gasps> and i was like oh, oh no okay and i think i'm over you casey yep <laughs> oh no <laughs> and the oh cats in the cradle and the silver spoon i, yep. I love <laughs> the descendants i love their costumes dove cameron i was like so heartbroken when it didn't end up being Dove Cameron in um, the Wicked that they're doing. Cause yeah. She seemed just made for it. Primed and ready. Yep. Um, it's But it's she great. is in Vengeance, the B.J. Novak movie. So Ooh, I know. I love that. That's why I know that name. Okay. Got yes. it. Um, all right. All right take us home, Chrissy. Oof. Oof. Okay. I had. I have a... I'm, I'm currently having a really hard time picking what I will choose for my third movie. So I, I'm going to go with the the very good method of choosing that Tommy just did, mm-hmm. which is, uh, do you want true love, real life true love, or questionable? Questionable. Wait, are those three options or two uh-huh. options? There's three, three options. Real, real life true love, true love, or questionable. Questionable mm-hmm. for the win. Top yeah, okay. 10 answers on the board. Then I will go with the one that I thought you might steal, uh, which is also from the 1980s, keeping up my 80s streak, which was a movie that was very important to me as like a personality defining style defining. Oh, we've um, talked about this of moment course. in time, which is Pretty in Pink. Oh, uh, no, we didn't. <laughs> mm. And I, I thought we talked uh, about the Breakfast Club. Okay, that's excellent. But it, so this, we referenced that last week, so we can't. Yes. Copy. So we, the um, Breakfast Club gave us the Molly Ringwald and then Pretty in Pink uh, made me love her in her like, oh, I'm weird. I drive a Volkswagen Carmen Ghia and I work at a record store and I don't fit in because I'm from literally in the movie, the other side of the tracks. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And (laughs) she's just, she wears a, you know, she's so cute and funny and uh, John Cryer as Ducky is right. so cute and sad and just rides his bike in front of her house all the time as she uh, fights for the love of Andrew McCarthy and earns the scorn of, oh my God, why am I blinking on the name of the guy who's James read Reddington? James, James Spader. James Who is so mean and old in that movie. It's like, <laughs> old, are you a old. teacher? He's like are you 40, a teacher? Yeah. What are yeah. you doing here? <laughs> He's hiding out from the mob, of course. Yeah. <laughs> he is. High schools were filled with hideouts back then. <laughs> um, so I think it has a problematic message, but I, I do think that it's a, a great 80s movie. Was that lovely? Pardon, pardon my um, confusion. Is that Long Duck Dong or was that a different movie? No, that Long Duck That's Dong is 16 Candles. I think I am confusing which is which movie. Got it. Okay, mm. so I know what I'm going to watch. Good. All right, uh, Tommy, what you got? Well, it's between uncomfortable and scary. One is a legitimately better movie. It is a good movie. Let's it go takes that place one. in school, uh, but it is rough stuff. 
and it made me rarely do I watch movies and I'm like, I'm glad I'm not a parent. Not that I'm mm-hmm. necessarily dying to be a parent, but it's like, I'm glad I'm not because if this is what's going on, refusing to stay in his own lane directed by Bo Burnham. Bo Burnham. Yeah. Grade. This movie is a revelation. At times I saw myself in it. At times I saw how I used to talk to friends back in the day. It's, and then I've heard him talk about it a ton, Bo Burnham, in a really elegant, very empathetic way when he talks about he would talk to adults looking at teenagers sort of sitting at a mall alone, <clears throat> excuse me, taking selfies of themselves and like, oh, what a vapid life they're leading. And he's like, you're wrong. You're getting it all wrong. You just don't know what you're talking about. And he made an entire movie just to try to sort of show that. So I'm a huge fan of his. The girl was outstanding. And I really loved the movie. But I need to see hard. it. Yeah. I know. I'm, I need I'm to see so it. I love scared. Bo Burnham. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I, I feel, feel like Manny, maybe it's the same reason I'm afraid to is because my son is 12. Yeah, mine too. He's in seventh grade. And I'm like... Yep. I don't know if I can take this in. Yep. Um, right. I will wait until they're both 20 and then watch it. Right. 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 <laughs> Let's make a date, Chrissy. You and me yeah. <laughs> will watch it together in eight years. Absolutely. Um, my uh, third and final film, very similar in tone and uncomfortable quality uh, High School Musical. Featuring <laughs> Zach Efron, because I can't get through a show without mentioning Zach Efron. You really can't. And you've been trying. <laughs> I, not really. No, nope. no. I just embrace it. Sandra Bullock. Okay, I just had to say her name, having nothing to do with anything. Um, <laughs> again, just these are not as good as the Descendants movies. These movies are a little forced, but they're just the the talent is off the charts, and they all take place in high schools. And if anybody out there has kids, there is a bad lip reading of High School Musical. It's a thirty minute mm. episode. Bad lip reading. I cannot recommend it enough. It is beyond hilarious. We quote it all the time. I'm a huge fan of bad lip reading. High school musical. Excellent. There we go. Our lists are complete. And (sighs) we're not going to talk alts because that is for our after show party. (laughs) So while I'm going to do a little business and that sounded gross. I just meant yeah. um, I'm going to do, I'm going to tell the people some stuff oh. while you guys come up with what the next week's list challenge is going to be. Ready? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't forget, you can get longer and ad free versions of the Saturday matinee by becoming a supporting member of the Next Real family of film podcasts. Visit slash membership to learn more. Now, this says it's optional. I don't see why, because this is important stuff. If you're wondering what movies The Next Reel is going to be talking about in the coming weeks and months, you can visit our HQ page on Letterboxd, where you'll find a list of all the movies in the 2022 season. And while you're there, Letterboxd is offering a discount to anyone listening to The Next Reel. Just use the code NEXTREEL at checkout, and you can upgrade your Letterboxd account to pro or patron with a 20% off discount. The discount also works for renewals. What are we going to do to next week's panel? Let me tell you who they are. I'm stalling so you guys are going to come up with something because I don't have anything. Next week's panel, the lovely and talented Pete Wright, Kyle Olson, and Ray DeLancey. Mm, a lot of beards. A lot so, of beards. So much beard. So much beard. I have an option. I don't know if we if how great it is, but it's, because it's perfect. I'm, a, I'm obsessed with <laughs> Daddy's unusual or unexpected pets. Love it. Oh, love it. Is that kind That's of fun? fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
I like it. Nicely I was going to say done. movies that are for kids that uh, you secretly like as an adult, but yours is better. Oh, I like both of those. I'm going to put them both in as options. Okay. Or movies for kids that you secretly like. Uh, all right, guys, we did it. We, we did, did it. it. Thank you for joining us on SatMat. And tune in next week, everybody. Bye. I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our Originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January. Or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. Mm-hmm.